Hi, it's Ramesh Uni again. Thanks for listening to Mini Cones, my weekly recap of the podcast Many Cones, written by Steve Listina. Today I will cover chapters 6 through 10. Before I begin, I would like to share some need-to-know information about our author. Like many, in one of my earliest memories of actually spending time with Mr. Listina, we were having drinks. I offered to grab him a beer from the keg, but he just held up a bottle of Jack Daniels. He was all set. After that night, at least half of the times I was with him and drinking, he informed me that he was a Tennessee squire, a title bestowed on the few that demonstrate a true love for Jack Daniels. I think that the way he describes the comfort the characters in Many Cones derive from their beverage of choice is another look into the life of Steve Listina. Now for the recap. In Chapter 6, Ray Grandisha dissects his approach to the crime scene. Despite the thoroughness of his approach, Grandisha noted that he would likely find nothing unless they caught a break. The evaluation of the Donis couple's life did not reveal any suspects. His interview with the Pranets similarly led nowhere. He concluded that this was not drug-related. Information on the street was also lacking for motive or sociopaths. Grandisha and members of his team head to the fine time to decompress. He describes his associates, Margie Grank and Joe Crounder, in interesting fashion. Some of the tensions of the case are reflected in their conversation. Carol Lombard is again their waitress. A character, Regis Kahane, walks in and acknowledges Grandisha. Kahane is a defense attorney that has been on both sides of cases that Grandisha was involved in. As Grandisha returns his attention to his colleagues, they discuss the information from the neighbors across the hall. The knocking on the door was noted by the woman across the hall on the Donis' door, helping to establish a timeline, but also void of any significant information. Chapter 7 opens from Regis Kahane's perspective. He is talking to his secretary about work and then mentions his work on Ricardo Morales' behalf. He vaguely references that this is in regard to a paternity test and is being done at the request of the friend of a friend. Kahane was surprised to learn that the normally respectful Morales was rude to his secretary and referred to the pregnant woman using profanity. Chapter 8 starts a week after the murder. Grandisha and the police department still have no leads other than establishing the estimated timeline of the murder, that three to five perpetrators were involved, and other small details. John Lupico confirmed that Mrs. Donis's murder included a beating and that she was carrying an early pregnancy. Margie Grank discusses her marital problems with Ray Grandisha, but the conversation leads into how haphazard the crime scene appears. They also discuss Joe Crounder, and Margie states that he has seemed very angry lately. Grandisha interviews the Pranets. They learn about the coupon for the restaurant that had been chosen from a church fundraiser. Grandisha notes the coupon and tracks down the canceled check and told the Pranets about Sue Donis' pregnancy. Chapter 9 opens with Richard Sparn arguing with his parents again. His growing agitation and anger with his old life are apparent. He tells his parents that he is done with basketball and doing more important things that they would not understand. He went to get his girlfriend, Bobby, with the intention to be aggressive sexually. They decided to go to the drive-in. Bobby had noticed the changes in Richard, however. When Richard made aggressive sexual advances, Bobby became fearful and ran from his car to call her parents. She then returned and demanded to be taken home. Richard took her home and yelled angrily at her as she ran back into her house. Richard then went to Mr. Moffat's house. In Chapter 10, we see Ricardo Morales appreciating himself in the mirror. He then goes into a description of his neighborhood. He lives in a home with his family in a poor neighborhood, but a step up from where he came from three years ago. A party is building outside, 
and Ricardo reflects on how he considers his mother a saint. Ricardo used to attend the parties, but once he met Mr. Moffat, he found them unsatisfying and pointless. Ricardo's mother, Rosita, was a prostitute, but still dedicated to taking care of her son. She describes her difficult life of balancing her prostitution and shielding her son from it. When she was able to move in with her sister, she did so for Ricardo's sake. Ricardo did surprisingly well at school and was on track to graduate. Ricardo also ponders how a previous indiscretion led to his current legal predicament. He had gotten a girl from his school pregnant during a single date at the drive-in. He had somehow gotten Mr. Kahane to represent him and was willing to take responsibility initially. This changed after he had become part of Albert Moffat and Richard Sparn's crew. Waiting for a ride to go see Mr. Moffat, he envisioned an end to all of his and his mother's troubles once he became rich. Thanks for listening so far, and I hope you enjoy the rest of Many Cones.